Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya and Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. I am your host, 
Tanya White, and that was Sade. Send me someone to love, and that's what we're talking about tonight, the dating toolkit for healthy marriage-minded singles. And so we we have Shelby Hill uh, as our featured guest, and we also have Miss Patricia Bridwell in our Boast About Your Book segment. Now, before we get started, I want to put a disclosure on. Tanya is a little bit under the weather, so if I sound funny, that's because I am terribly sick. I've been sick all week, but because I love, love, love Real Talk with Tanya White, I wanted to press on, and I love this topic tonight. So um, we're just going to have to deal with my my funny-sounding voice tonight. So if you if you turn it on, you say, oh, my goodness, is that Tanya? Yes, Tanya is sick, but Tanya is pressing on tonight because we're talking about the dating toolkit for healthy, marriage-minded singles. Now, if you're a new listener to the Real Talk with Tanya White show, every show is rated R for being real, relevant, and refreshing. And our goal on this show is to help you change your no-I-can't attitude into yes-I-can't action. And so every show, that's what we do. We want you to change your no-I-can't into yes-I-can't. Um, before we get started, uh, I want to invite you to become a sponsor of the Real Talk with Tanya White show. It is a low-cost investment with high returns for just $50 per month. Your sponsorship helps us to promote the show, helps us for audio editing, so many things, for our wonderful, wonderful assistant, Ms. Leah Hubbard, um, who coordinates the guests now. Uh, so if you want to become a sponsor, please Visit TanyaWhite.com. Tanya is T-A-N-Y-A, white is in the color, dot com, or shoot us an e- email at realtalk at TanyaWhite.com. And while you're visiting TanyaWhite.com, sign up for our monthly newsletter, Tanya's Tips. Purchase um, our brand-new book that is uh, officially going to be released March 1st, but if you order it right now via TanyaWhite.com, we'll send it to you uh, within five to seven business days, and then also it will be autographed and all those Great stuff. Uh, you can. The new book is called "Girl, You Can Win: The Ten Highly Essential Habits of a Winning Woman." And I have three other books: "The Ninety Nine Males Who Make Your Life a Living Hell," "Relationship Reruns," and "How to Deal with a Difficult Woman." Each one of those books will lift your spirits uh, and help you to live your best life. And so, I'm excited about tonight's show. In just a few moments, we're going to have our boast about. Your book segment with Miss Patricia Bridwell. Uh, she is the author of Reflections of a Quiet Storm, and tonight, uh, a one lucky winner will uh, have the opportunity to win this awesome, awesome book. So we want you to listen real carefully. Uh, it's so great to receive free stuff, and so that's what we do here on Real Talk with Tanya White. Patricia has been so gracious to. Uh, Donate a book of Reflections of a Quiet Storm. So in just a few minutes, she's going to be on. Now, join us next week as we have Kim Brooks on, and she's going to talk about how to date and stay safe. It's going to be uh, like a part two of tonight. Uh, Shelby's going to talk about the dating toolkit, and Kim's going to talk about uh, specifically for Christian singles next week. Uh, She has a brand-new book coming out, How to Date and Stay Safe. Uh, so t- next week is specifically for Christian singles. Sunday is our secret Sunday, uh, and we're going to have Jewel Powell again. She's going to be on, and Dr. Harold Otto on. Uh, he is the author of Marriage Rocks for Chris- Christian uh, Couples, and that book is awesome. And we're going to talk about how to go from a rocky marriage to a marriage that rocks. That's this Sunday for our secret Sunday show at 7 p.m., so tune in. Uh, Sunday as well. Now listen, we're going to bring Patricia on. She's the author of Reflections of You. Uh, Just so many things. She's a member of Sigma Theta Tau International uh, Incorporated, Honor Society of Nursing. I always love nurses on here. Currently she's working on her next novel and resides in Los Angeles, California with her two adult children and one grandchild. So welcome to our Boast About Your Book segment, Miss Patricia uh, Bridwell, and let's see if Blog Talk's going to act right tonight. Hi, Hello, how are Patri- you? Fine, how are you doing? Oh, I'm just fine, fine. Listen, well, you are in sunny awesome. California, right? 
Yes, it's oh well. It was nice today, about seventy degrees. It's getting a little cool now. <laughs> oh, listen, it's cold here, so I would love <laughs> I to have. I can't complain, though. Yes, I would love to have seventy degrees. We are snowbound, have oh, been for a couple of weeks. Uh, snow here and there, but I'm so ready for spring. But you get to enjoy seventy degrees right now, so yes. we're, we're glad about that. Yes, listen. Patricia, thank you so much for joining us tonight in our Boast About Your Book segment. Before we get started asking you these questions about this wonderful book, Reflections of a Quiet Storm, uh, tell us who you are in your own words. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Tell us who you are in your own words. And I'm sorry, oh, okay. I, I am oh, battling okay. a cold because we've been that's having okay. snow. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, okay, I'm Patricia Brightway. I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. Um, I'm a registered nurse, um, but I teach. You know, I teach nursing students at two universities here. Mm-hmm. And not only do I teach, I do nurse consultant, and um, I have a, a little small business of my own, but I also write Christian fiction novels. Um, and I am just so thankful um, that the Lord gave me that vision to do that. And um, I just um, I'm honored to be on your show. Well, I'm honored to have you. Now, I find it interesting because you are a nurse, and I know that is a demanding career. Where do you find the time to write a novel uh, with such a demanding career? And you said you do. Uh, you have a other side business. Exactly. You know, I think a lot of it just comes from trying to uh, develop um, uh, good time management skills, and that comes just with time. Sometimes I don't really have time to write every day. Mm-hmm. But um, I try as much as possible to do a little writing, you know. But I not at other times I just take big, huge blocks of time. When I'm off, I might write like eight to fourteen hours in one day. Well, okay, okay, mm-hmm. yes, because I I have friends and family who are nurses, and um, I've always encouraged try to encourage them to do something else. But sometimes you just get so bogged down in the medical field. You do. So we're just we're just glad that you ventured out, and. Uh, became a writer. Now, is writing something that you always knew that you wanted to do? It really was not, you know. I've always been an avid reader, and I dabbled in doing writing, you know, as I grew up. I did greeting cards and, you know, just maybe wrote little notes to myself sometimes to do things. But as far as writing a book, I never would have ever imagined. I just believe it was a God-given talent. And I started, um, you know, kind of journaling about five years ago when I was going through a crisis in my life. Mm-hmm. And I saved those journal notes, and about a year later, sat down and just started writing. <laughs> wow, that's how most writers get started. Uh, something happens to make us reflect <laughs> on some things, and then it's like it comes out of us. Now, reflections of a quiet storm. This is your first novel, correct? It is. That's correct. Okay. Now, what? Give us a brief synopsis of what reflections of a quiet storm is. Okay, well, Reflections of a Quiet Storm is, is it's actually about um, Pauline Bridges, and she's also a nurse, and she has her own business. And then one day after she's in a car accident, um, shortly thereafter, she starts to have dreams of a past, of her past. And there's a lot of dark history in that past that she didn't share with her children and with some family members. So really the book kind of like goes back in time and then it kind of comes forward. So it kind of goes back and forth between the things that happened to her in her life, um, such as rape, you know, and many mm-hmm. things she dealt with in her ex, her former marriage. So it's a lot of trials and tribulations, but it just it's a story of faith and, and perseverance. And it kind of shows strength. Mm-hmm. Faith and perseverance. Now, what inspired you? Is this kind of based on uh, your life or somebody you know, or what? what? Exactly. Okay. It's based on the, on my true life story. Not everything is fiction, but there are some things in there that that were based on on my story. And then you know, there's some things in there that have happened because you know, a lot of times when we, we as writers like. We interact with other people, and we kind of, like, develop ideas from just the people that we know, you know, maybe mm-hmm. their, some of their characteristics and some of the things that happened to them. So I kind of pull that into my stories because I want to make them true, you know, and I want to make them maybe not actually true, but I want to make them based on something that I've seen and that is true. 
Wow. If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Patricia Bridewell, and she is the author of Reflections of a Quiet Storm. Uh, we're in our Boast About Your Book segment. Now, Patricia, how long did it take you to write this book? Ooh, I wrote, I would say probably total a little over a year because when I started writing, I wrote constantly for like maybe two, maybe three months. And then I couldn't write anymore. I, it was so painful for me. You know, I put it down. And then six months later, I picked it up again, and God just blessed me to finish and go right straight through. So probably about a year. Yeah, a year. About a year. Yeah. Some some projects are like that. Some uh, I know I can go straight through. I know I've been working on one book for I don't even, I'm not even going to tell you how many years. But <laughs> do, do you feel like you have to be inspired to write and not just put words on paper? I think you do. I think you do because if you sit down and you try to just write something, it's not. It's gonna. You're gonna get a block. You know, it's mm-hmm. not gonna come. I think there has to be something to motivate you. There has to be an idea. There has to be something going on. You know, that's gonna inspire you to write. You know, mine comes from prayer because I can't just sit down and write because sometimes when I do, I, I can't do it. You know, right. right. So it ha- there has to be certain times. That's why I said I can't write every day, but I try to write something. But when it comes to the novel, I'll write like maybe several times a week or wherever it hits me. Whenever it hits me, okay, i got to sit down and finish this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, Reflections of a Quiet Storm, when readers read this book, what do you hope that they take away from it? You said it's a, a story about faith and perseverance. What, right. what, right. what other things do you hope after reading this and identifying with uh, the characters, what do you hope that they take away from this book after they read it? I'm hoping that, people will really feel inspired and motivated to just not give up no matter what you're going through in life because we all have our challenges. We all have um, things that we go through in our life that we have to cope with. And I just think that, you know, when you read some of the things that Pauline had going on with her life and how she managed to push on and and persevere and be faithful in God, I'm, I'm just hoping this will encourage other people to just, push for it no matter what's going on in your life, you know, because now we have this economic crisis, mm-hmm. we have people losing their jobs, you know, their poor health, but just find a way to push on, and I hope that this will inspire and uplift, uplift people to do that. There, there's so, especially with the economy right now, people are really in dire straits, and sometimes when, when you're in desperate situations, sometimes, unfortunately, you do desperate things, um, and so sometimes we, we've got to hold on to that our faith. That's true. Uh, That's true. And being a mental health nurse, you know, I see so many people who come into the hospital who are depressed and some, you know, turn to drugs and, you know, they they get to the point where they want to commit suicide. You know, it doesn't have to be like that, you know. If you just Mm -hmm. talk to somebody, go out and and reach out, you know, and pray, you know. Whatever it takes to, like, you know, do what you need to do to go forward. Just get out there and get the help you need. And so um, that's what it's about. Yes. Now, Patricia, you're a writer. You've you've written Reflections of a Quiet Storm, and as a writer myself, I know we always have another project or projects brewing in our bellies. Do you have any other projects coming out, or are, are you working on any? Well, I'm working on my second novel. As a matter of fact, I'm in the editing phase now. I do um, have a short story that's coming out in uh, an anthology called Gumbo for the Soul, Okay. And that uh, through Gumble for the Soul publications later on in 2010, um, and that's like um, it's a tribute to women who have either gone through the situation of having breast cancer or they've lost their battles with, with breast cancer. Okay. And my second novel is not quite finished, but I'm there. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm working on it bit by bit. <laughs> okay, and, and that's coming out in 2010. Well, this one probably won't be until 2000. The novel probably won't be until 2011, but the, okay. the anthology would be in October 2010. Okay. Now, Miss Patricia, give us uh, your your favorite authors. Who are you reading right now? Or who? What author has inspired you to, you know, really say, I can do this? Oh, I have so many, but <laughs> I tell you the first. <laughs> They're do. down to I three. <laughs> the first book that I picked up because I for a long period of time I did not read fiction. I read only nonfiction. I was right. interested in like real life stories. You know, I always wanted to read autobiographies and biographies. But I went in the store and I picked up Kimberly Lawson Roby's book. Mm-hmm. And after I read her book, I had to keep going back and buying every book that I could find by her. I read, you know, oh, okay. and I read it and I just felt very inspired by you know her writing style. 
and the things that she put into her stories. But also um, Tiffany Warren, um, I love her 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 material. Um, I've got a lot. Rashonda Tate Billingsley, I love her stories, and also um, Victoria Christopher Murray. Those are my okay. favorite authors. Oh, you got the heavy but I've got more, so many more. <laughs> okay, so Reflections of a Quiet Storm, I want you to tell our audience right now why they must go pick this up. Okay, I feel that um, if you pick this book up, you know, it would be something that's going to, like, put in your heart, you know, um, a positive note, you know. I think it's going to shed positive light in your life, and I think you really will enjoy the story, you know, because it's not just about writing books to just write books for the profit, but it's to write to help people and, you know, become inspired and uplifted. So I really believe it will uplift you. It'll, it's, it's, it's heart-wrenching, but then heartwarming as well. So I think you will enjoy it. And where can we get this fabulous book? Okay, you can get this. You can purchase it on um, my website if you want a personalized copy, which is www.patriciabridewell.com. It's on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. And if requested, you can also purchase in Barnes & Noble store. All right. You have been a wonderful guest, and we hope to have you back with the next uh project that you have coming out. You say you have an anthology coming out in 2010 and your other novels should be out 2011, correct? Exactly. That's correct. Well, thank you so much, Patricia. Send some of that 70-degree weather to Louisville, Kentucky. (laughs) I sure will. I sure will. Thank you so much for having me and God bless you. God bless you too. We'll follow up with you later. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you just joined uh, Real Talk with Tanya White, that was our Boast About Your Book segment with Patricia Brightwell. She is the author of Reflections of a Quiet Storm, and uh, we're going to have a giveaway later on in the show, and one lucky winner will be able to win this wonderful novel. Uh, Listen, I know you're all excited about having Mr. Shelby Hill on, and he is uh, set to come on in just a few moments. We want to encourage you to visit TanyaWhite.com. Uh, Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A, white is in the color.com, and uh, sign up for Tanya's tips, purchase all those fabulous books, or if you want to become a sponsor of the Real Talk with Tanya White show, we want to say hello to everyone who is on the line and in the chat room. We thank you for taking time out your busy schedule to join us tonight. And if you are a first-time listener and you're saying, what is up with Tanya's voice, I am a little bit under the weather, battling a cold, but... I just love Real Talk with Tanya White so much that I am pressing through, and we're going to talk about the dating toolkit for healthy marriage-minded singles. There is a difference, and we're going to discuss it in a few moments. We're going to take a brief break, play some music, and then when we come back, we're going to be set to hear from the sensational, he's just wonderful. I think it's his third time going to be on the show, but Shelby Hill I want you to go to his website right now, ShelbyMHillCoaching.com. He is a relationship expert, and he focuses on dating and marriage, and he just kicks it real talk about dating and relationships. So we're going to set to prepare to hear from them. We're going to take a break and listen to some Selena Johnson, I believe, in love. And then when we come back, we're going to just ask Shelby all those questions about how to date healthy. How can healthy marriage minds minded single day. We'll be back in a few moments. It ain't easy for me to open my heart trust a total stranger. But I still believe that love would never put my heart in any danger. I just need to find the one who just wants to show me how beautiful and even though I am scared, I know that he's out there just waiting to send me free. Like a flower, wait to bloom in May. I'll be patient, cause I believe in love. I'm 
White. I love Selena Johnson. I believe in love. Welcome back to the Real Talk with Tanya White show. And we're set to talk about the dating toolkit for healthy, marriage-minded singles. Uh, we have the relationship expert, the sensational Shelby M. Hill. I love him because he kicks real talk about relationships. And so we're going to bring him on. Uh, if you have a question, we want you to call 347 215 I know you're going to have a question, but we'd like to welcome once again to the Real Talk with Tanya White Show, Mr. Shelby Hill. Hello. Hey, Tanya. How you doing? I am fantastic. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for make, uh, you know for the invite to the Tanya White, Real Talk with Tanya White. Well, thank you so much for coming. We love having you on this show talking about relationships because you are the man when it comes to relationships. Uh. <laughs> Thank you. You are the woman because you keep it real about relationships, too. Listen, listen. Now, I must <laughs> say, forgive me, I am under the weather, so I might sound a little funny. Um, no problem. But we're going to talk about this this dating toolkit for the uh, healthy, marriage-minded. There's a difference, single. But before we get yeah. started, tell us who you are in your own words, Mr. Shelby Hill. <laughs> I am Shelby M. Hill, the relationship specialist. I work particularly with women, single women, and, and committed couples, and just helping them raise self-esteem, create self-awareness, and, and just build and attract healthier, fulfilling relationships in their lives. That is what I do. I do speaking engagements. Um, I do a lot of group coaching. And pretty soon I will be a published author. Yay. I wish I had the classic. <laughs> But yay, yay. Now, where can we go? I'm with them to go right now while you're on the phone because you're going to kick some real knowledge, and they need to see who you are. Oh, absolutely. They can go to my website, Shelby, M as in Maurice, Hill.com, and that's where they can pull up my website and learn all, you know, any more information you'd like to know about me. You can get your date, your mate minute. You can get some relationship advice from my blog. You can sign up for my newsletter. I am absolutely available. All right, now listen, Shelby, I'm going to go right in because, you know, I'm a relationship person. I'm all about healthy mm-hmm. relationships. And as a relationship expert, I know you hear uh, and coach men and women through a vast number of relationship issues. Uh, but what are three barriers that healthy, marriage-minded men and women face on the dating scene today? Man, you know, I say three barriers that they face. First one, probably the first and for- foremost, is probably – Although they may be healthy-minded, sometimes attitude can can really be a barrier. Okay, um, we that. Well, sometimes individuals may not have the best attitude about dating, you know, being single and, and, and out here trying to date and maybe being disappointed probably more often than they care to be. Um, that can absolutely take a toll. So I'm not saying that it's uh, an individual has a negative attitude, but if you don't have a act-as-if attitude, then it can absolutely make a difference in who you attract. Okay. So you, you're saying people sometimes let like their past relationship uh, failures or uh, disappointments carry on into the Yeah. Life? Yeah, sometimes our past relationships do uh, impede us from the, having the opportunity to attract healthier relationships, absolutely. Again, it doesn't mean that individuals are bitter or, you know, they're not ready for it in terms of being positive in terms of uh, wanting a relationship. But sometimes there are people out there that are single that don't feel like they necessarily deserve the best relationship, if that makes sense. Wow, yes, that makes a whole lot of sense. So what does that look like, somebody who uh, thinks they they don't deserve uh, the best relationship? What are some things that they do when it comes to dating? You know that's that's interesting. Um, when you when you talk about an individual that doesn't feel like they deserve the best relationship, it, it's almost glaring. Uh, if, especially, I'll, I'll say, we'll look at it from a male perspective and a woman who's not who doesn't think that she's worthy of a healthy relationship. So what that looks like is someone who is, for lack of a better word, probably someone who's requiring a lot of attention mm-hmm. and who's more often than not really willing to please at all costs. You know, sometimes it may be financial costs, you know, to try and do what they can to support a person, that, you know, to help him um, you know, achieve some of the things that he wants to achieve. Sometimes it can be time that they are absolutely uh, given 
you know, just uh, selfless about. Um, and other things, it could be emotional, you know, and, and you can see that, and that comes along with the needy aspect where um, their whole world revolves around that individual. Mm. Yes. <laughs> tell people that, and, and sometimes, and that leads me to my next question, uh, we go in head and hormones, I mean heart and hormones first, and we forget about our common sense when it comes to dating. And right. going real quick, and then three weeks, uh, four weeks down the line, I'm like, okay, I don't know this person. Uh, and that's because we haven't taken the time to really uh, – Think about what we're doing. Do you think there's stages to dating? Do I think there's stages to dating? I think so. You mean in terms of the first contact? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the first con, the first conversation or the first phone call. Yeah, yeah, all and, that. Because I know some people on that first <laughs> phone call, you're like, "Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute." You oh yeah. Told me too much information, and you don't even know me. Absolutely, absolutely. There, there definitely are some stages to dating. Um, you know, there's a there, there's so many different stages if you ask me. But yeah, I think I do agree. I mean, there's there's an initial stage where it is the getting to know you stage, and then in that getting to know a person stage, you can absolutely divulge too much information, mm-hmm. or you can also come across uh, as elusive and not divulge enough information. Mm-hmm. So it's that first date really should be fun, it should be balanced, you know, everybody's giving a little and, and receiving a little. And in that way two people can really feel comfortable with getting to know each other. My goodness, you said the F word. Do we really know how to have fun anymore, Shelby? When it comes to dating? Every, I it's think like so. a business thing now. <laughs> well you know you make a good point, Tanya. A lot of times it does seem more so like an interview. I mean yeah. when I was single, you know, I I, I went through a lot of those phases. I went through the needy phase where I was the guy just, just wanted to give a girl my heart. And, of course, I dated women that way. But once I kind of once I worked on me and, and, and got to a place where, you know, my self-esteem and I was confident and all these different things that happened in my life, you do. It does almost become an interview process because mm-hmm. the mindset, and even though I was healthy, and this is kind of going back to your first question, even though I was healthy and and in my mind and in spirit about and had a pretty good outlook on dating, I still was sort of like beginning to interview women because I was looking for Mrs. Hill. You know, I was looking for the right woman. And um, it wasn't until I just like hung up the, 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 the cliques and turned in the car and I was like, you know what, I'm just not going to look anymore. <laughs> I'm done. And um, I kid you not, probably about two months later, I met my wife. Wow. Now, if you're just going real talk with Tanya White and you have a question for Shelby Hill, give us a call at 347-215-6446. Press the number one so we know you have something to say. Now, you brought up an interesting point uh, Mm -hmm. that most women think does not happen. You said that you was looking for Mrs. Hill, you're uh, looking for a wife. Now, we've been grown in society to think that marriage scares men. Is that true? Marriage, you know what, Tanya, marriage, in my opinion, it scares men who just aren't ready. Mm. You know, yeah, I think I think that you absolutely, I mean, let's look at, face it, marriage is a big responsibility. Um, it's definitely not a game. It's not something to be taken lightly. It's a responsibility not only for yourself but for another party. And along with that responsibility comes a lot of, you know, different, you know, different, I guess, task or responsibilities in terms of someone emotionally, physically, uh, spiritually, a lot of different things that are involved in that. And some guys aren't necessarily uh, mature enough mm-hmm. to step up to that to that level. And some guys aren't simply aren't re- just they don't. That's just not where they are in their life. And, it does, and it, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're immature or not. It just means that that's just, that's just not where they are in their lives. Um, and of course, there's individuals out there that have no desire to be married, mm-hmm. and I am a big proponent of. There's nowhere in the rule book that says you have to be married, so Say don't let society. <laughs> there is nowhere women out there because when we're little girls, that's, yeah, that we're, it's, I think it's a, a metal plate put in our head and in our heart. Yeah, it programs us to say that we're supposed to be married. 
You know, it, and it's true. It's true. It's, it's there's nowhere not the Bible, not not the you know the Ten Commandments. Nowhere in the Constitution doesn't say that we are supposed to be married. You don't have to get married. You know, and that is just something that has really been perpetuated by society. And people really look at you like you have a third eye if you're at a certain age and you're not married. Mm. And that's not that that that's not necessarily that's not true. It doesn't have to be that way. There's so many relationships out there, Tanya, you know it being a relationship coach yourself, mm-hmm. that that two people really don't belong together, those two people, but they stay together because they felt like they were supposed to get married and then they don't divorce or split up because they feel like society, you know, they're going to be looked at differently because it's everyone else out there, their family, their friends who have a perception of them and all those different things, it, it makes them feel like they have to stay together and it's not the healthiest relationship. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have to live for yourself. And if self says, hey, you know what, I like being single, then do what self wants to do. Mm-hmm. And if self says you want to be married, then allow yourself to, you know, prepare yourself to meet the right person so that you can have that happy and fulfilling relationship. Yes, if you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, talking to Shelby Hill, give us a call at 347-215-6446. Now, let's talk about that if you're ready to be married. Because I think you, you have, in order to be ready to be married, you have to come to that point, okay, I'm ready to be married, uh, so now I'm going to start dating. Seriously, uh, with this one person, what are three things that somebody who has been dating casually and they talk about? Okay, now we're going to date seriously. What are three things are it, are the three things that they should talk about before they make that commitment? Oh, that's a great question. It's it's so many things that we don't talk about, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you one of the things that um, I I absolutely. Um, come across a lot in my coaching sessions and, and, and I also do in my workshops and that is I talk about values mm-hmm. and that's when when people break up, when people argue, when people have conflict, couples have conflict in their relationships, it's 99.9% of the time because their value systems aren't the same mm-hmm. uh, or, or they're, they're either my top 10 may not be your top 10 and and maybe my top 10 is really more like your top 15. And so what may be really high on the value scale for me may be really low, but it's best that we discuss that so that I can understand that. So, for example, um, spirituality might be something that's really important to me on my value side system. And spirituality to, to, to you may be more of an eight, you know. So it's in your top 10, so we have that in common, but we can at least discuss well, you know, Tanya, why isn't spirituality so important to you? And then I can talk to you about that. Mm-hmm. And I can talk to you about why it's important to me. And then from that point, we'll have an understanding, like, okay, I can respect where you are, no problem. We can work through that. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, couples don't talk about that. We talk about the basic stuff, you know, do you want kids? You know, um, do you want a house? <laughs> you, know, do you, you know, do you want to be married for, you know, uh, the rest of our lives? We, know we talk about the love stuff, and we don't talk about the stuff that really makes the, the relationship stick, like, you know, trust, how do you raise your, you know, how do you want to raise your kids, um, financials, you know, is it important to you to be wealthy, or is it important to you, are you comfortable with just being a teacher, whatever it is. You know, yeah. those are the things that we have to talk about. Now, why do you think we don't talk as couples? So there's a whole lot of stuff that you don't talk about as couples, but you know, uh, the man will put the ring on the woman. They'll plan a wedding, but they really mm-hmm. don't know each other. And then, then they come, um, they make the excuse, "Oh, well, the first couple of years of marriage is the hardest." But I, I'm a real proponent of it shouldn't be hard when you really talk mm-hmm. about things, certain things before you mm-hmm. even plan the wedding. Absolutely. Um, you absolutely should should have a really solid idea of who you are marrying, no, no question about it. I mean, I know individuals are able to mask a lot of things, but your, I, I believe in intuition, and I think your intuition really can, if you listen to it, can really lead you in the right direction. Um, but to answer your question, I think that most humans, most people, we don't we don't like conflict. And if we can... A lot of things, if it, hey, I love her, she loves me, and, you know, we have 
this kind of fund together, and, you know, together as a team, financially, we bring this to the table, and perhaps, you know, our love making is great. So, hey, you know, we should be able to work through anything else that we have going on. So although this may bother me, it may bother her that I don't go to church, for example, um, it may bother her, but she might feel like all these other things supersede that, so it may not be worth it to her to bring it up, although it may be really, really important to her. So it doesn't show up now, but eventually it shows up. And what will happen is he'll be like, well, where is this coming from? <laughs> because yes. you already knew how I felt about church and all those things. And so then, you know, in lies all the conflict that begins to stir up in a relationship because you don't talk about it. So I think that we, we don't like conflict, so therefore, Tanya, it's easier to avoid it and hopefully hope that it smooths over or it never has to be addressed. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Now, do you think there should be uh, there uh, a other another set of dating rules when it comes to dating people with children? That's a good question, Tanya. Another set of dating rules. Give me an example. Like, what do you what do you have in mind? When it comes to uh, the talks that you have, uh, when you should introduce the the child to uh, the person that you're dating, uh, should there be a time? Yeah. Limit? Should you discuss it with the person you have the child with? There's a whole lot of drama that seems to come sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's actually a chapter in my book. Okay. <laughs> That's so funny. But, you know, I think that there is a there should be a process. Um, in terms of timing, I think that really goes with the flow of the relationship. I absolutely don't think that uh, someone meeting someone else's kids should happen, you know, in the first two or three dates or anything like that. But I absolutely think that there is um, that it has to be with the flow, within the flow of the relationship between the man and woman. Mm-hmm. And, and you probably really truly want to understand the nature and what direction your relationship is going at, before you start bringing the kids into the presence of her or him, um, you know, if it's a man or woman, whoever's dating. Um, so that's that's one. I think that it is important to really minimize any conflict. That if you are the a single dad with your kids, then you should talk to your former wife or, or girlfriend about whom you're dating and whom you're being serious with, and vice versa. I think that's absolutely important. Um, and I think that it's important that the person that you dating you're dating should absolutely be in the loop if it's something that you're considering. Um, the two of you are considering to have a serious relationship. So when it comes to the the baby fathers and the baby mothers mm-hmm. and the kids, I really think that the communication, that's when that really needs to be um, a strong characteristic uh, within within an in- individual. Yes, because there's a lot yeah. of drama, especially when yes. one, either the dad is not dating anybody, and yes. you know, th- those jealousy things come up. I don't care what you say. Uh, yes, like, they like do. If mom is not dating anybody, and he is, then they want to play, you know, you know, play tug of war with the child. I, I've seen that too, too many times. I have to. I have to, and it's not healthy. It's not healthy for anybody. It's not healthy for the kids. It's not healthy for the, the parent, and it's not healthy for the person that you're trying to date either. Yeah, not at all. Now let's switch this to, you know, I, I'm healthy. I'm marriage minded. I, uh, you know, the person we're dating. You know, I'm dating. We're talking about. Let's take this to the next step. Let's, you know, I consider you a, a very, uh, you know, I, I want you to be my life partner. What responsibilities mm-hmm. does the the man have when it comes to dating? Um, now let's go here. When he when he date he's dating somebody, but he doesn't consider her his life partner. Let's go there. Let's start there. But he still okay. likes to date her, but she's seeing something else. How can he? Have- so let me make sure I understand. If he's dating some, he's dating a, a young lady, but he doesn't see her as his life partner. Yes, but she's marriage minded. She's marriage minded. Yeah, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, as as when we come out the womb as females, we already <laughs> see that that white dress and that veil, and the right. white hair. <laughs> so what, right. what is the responsibility of a man uh, who says, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not ready for marriage. I don't see you as the partner. Should he just stop dating that person or, you know, what should happen there? Wow. You know, you're asking some really good questions tonight. Let me tell you. You know, I bring it. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So, and I do straight talk, right? So, <laughs> yeah. <I'm gonna> talk. <laughs> this is this is how I see it. All right. Now, is is it the guy's responsibility to tell a woman that, hey, you know, you're looking for marriage, and I'm not? I think that it is. I think that it, it doesn't have to be, and that sounds so harsh, but um, my first instinct is that you, you, it really is his responsibility to, to let her know in all fairness, you know, what his agenda is, you know, where he stands, what his plans are in his world, you know, how, how does she fit into his world. So um, I think that in all fairness, that's what should happen because what it does is it gives her the opportunity to determine whether she, you know, whether he's a good fit for her. Now, that's the textbook. That's how it, it should be. That's that's in a perfect world. Mm-hmm. But, Tanya, you and I both know mm-hmm. that most individuals, I'll say men, if they're not really looking for a relationship or marriage, you know, a wife at the time, but she is, he may somehow, some way, indirectly let her know that he's not really looking into looking to having a relationship, but he sort of kind of is because, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, he you know there is an attraction there, right. and for whatever reason that you know he does want to be connected to her, and she wants to be connected to him. So, the decision might be a little bit gray, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that he can have what he wants in terms of the relationship for whatever duration. And then she can have what she wants, but ultimately, it's just going to become so glaring mm-hmm. that the two won't it won't work regardless. Yeah, because she's yeah. not going to change his mind. Well, you know, yeah, and sometimes that's where the ultimatums come in. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's why to, to to prevent those, I think that it's the right thing to do for a guy to say, "Listen, you know, I understand that you're looking for a relationship." <laughs> Or you're married, you're ready for marriage, but that's not where I am. And if she decides to date him anyway, then that is a choice that she had, you know, that she was able to make, being fully aware. Mm-hmm. You know, and doesn't make it right. I don't think that it makes it right. I just think that, you know, at least she she knows, and it's the same that goes for him. Women do it too. Women say, "Hey, I'm not looking for anything serious." And God, let me let you in on a little secret when it comes to that. <laughs> The words are coming. I'm telling you, we we have a white veil when we coming out the the, the birth canal, uh-huh. and sometimes you know the words come out our mouth, but they're not in our heart. And I think that's right. where the the frustration comes in, uh, especially after a certain age. Uh, right. You know, and and people tell you, you know, you go to the family, everybody saying, when are you gonna do this? When are you gonna do that? Or uh, everybody that you know uh, saying, you know, you you don't want. And so sometimes we say it as women, but we don't really mean it in our hearts. And so I right. think I think when when it comes to that from the woman's perspective, I think she should not date him. And when I right. say date, I'm talking about spending those intimate times together because all she's doing is setting herself up for failure. In my no opinion. question about it. No question about it. I think if a guy's going to let you know exactly where he is, then she should respect that. And she should, and if she knows that she wants something totally different, and she should walk away from that situation. Yeah, and plus she, we've, she, been, we've been brainwashed by uh, Carrie Bradshaw and Sex in the City, and we think that we can change <laughs> our Mr. Big. <laughs> we can brainwash. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Big is not going to change until he's ready. Even at the altar, he was—he still wasn't ready. Exactly. <laughs> but we've been brainwashed. Carrie got her man. If you just go real Look what Carrie went through to get her man, though, right? Exactly. She went, yeah, Which yeah, absolutely. We're like our little Cosmo Shelby, and we like that little <laughs> drama sometimes. Uh, I, I could appreciate it. <laughs> listen, our time is almost out. But I, I have a couple more questions. You have really worked hard today, Shelby Hill, and I want to thank no you for that. <laughs> when, when does a person really know that they're ready for marriage? When do they know? I mean, what does hmm. it look like financially? What does it look like emotionally, socially? When did, when when do you know? You know that that's a tough question, and, and I'm a, this is the best way I can answer that question. It, it, honestly, Tanya, I think it's different for everybody. Okay. Um, you know, somebody, some people know that they're ready at 22. Mm-hmm. You know, they've graduated college and they've gotten their first job. Some people don't know until they're 42. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. It's a process. I think everybody's process is different. 
some people don't need to date a lot before they know that they want a committed relationship and they want a lifetime partner. Some people need to date and date and date and date until they feel like, you know, okay, well, I'm, I guess I'm ready. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's different. Some guys are, or, or women, individuals, need to have their financial status reach a certain goal, no question about it, because they want to be able to support themselves, support their family. They don't want to struggle. If they get with a life partner, they want the, him or her to be the, you know, equal financially. So those things are important to, to some individuals. Um, so it's a journey. It's a journey for everybody, and, that, and their journey is going to be very different for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. last nugget of wisdom for people who are healthy, marriage-minded, what would you say to them on this, on this dating, this thing called dating? <laughs> this thing called dating, and you are, ha- and you, are you know, marriage, healthy-minded, is yes. that what you said? Healthy and marriage-minded. Healthy and marriage money. I'd say continue to be that way. Mm-hmm. Be continue to be positive and 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 honestly, don't don't interview, don't go out there looking for it. Be positive and, and enjoy your singlehood. Enjoy your you know your lifestyle. Enjoy the things that the people around you, the friends, uh, your social circle, your family. Enjoy all of those things and put yourself challenge yourself and put yourself in a variety of uh, environments. Mm-hmm. That would allow you to experience, you know, have incredible experiences and meet incredible people. And I assure you that along that way, along that journey, when you're not looking, that's when Mrs. Wright will appear, or that's when Mr. Wright will appear, and you'll be ready mm-hmm. because you've done all. Yeah, you'll be you. You will have done all the work on yourself, and you be com- you'll be complete as you. You won't need anyone to complete you. Wow. Listen, you know that movie said you complete me, and we got swept up in that too, Shelby Hill. <laughs> These movies, man, they're, they're, bra- they're brainwashing. They're, they're brainwashing, brainwashing us. And, you know, putting us in. <laughs> Listen, I love having you on the show, Shelby Hill. I love being let on the show, Tanya. Let me talk about this real quickly. The mail report, all this great stuff on your website. Thanks, everybody, for being in the chat. Nobody had any questions, but they're sure listening. Our lines are going. They're just listening, Shelby Hill. That's um, awesome. Let me see. The mail report. Can you tell us about that on Shelby Hill Coaching? Yes. Yes, the mail report. So it's the quarterly report um, that I come out with. I'm actually going to come out with the second one in March here. And it's the 25 reasons why he won't commit. And there's nothing, and I say not excuses, but reasons. And there's nothing she can do about it to change his mind. So, and I say number one reasons because they're all number one reasons for that end, for that man. And it can be like like we talked about a little. Bit. It can be financially. It could be his his career. It could be a whole list of things that are preventing him from committing. And those are things, honestly telling you that no woman can really have any bearing on. Mm-hmm. He he has to be right within himself, whatever that is, that's telling her why he won't commit or why he's not ready for marriage unless I have this or that right. It's it, Those things have to be accomplished in order for him to feel like he, he can be, quote, unquote, the man that he wants to be, that he's aspiring to be. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Listen, that's what the male people. I've heard some women say, you know, after a certain age, my 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 eggs are not going to be right, and we may not have kids. Using that mm-hmm. point too, and I think that yeah. Yeah, if <laughs> from the woman's perspective, if he says no, then I think you you shouldn't be attached to him uh, because you're going to be frustrated. Yeah, I th- I absolutely. Just think you need to attract, you know, open yourself up for somebody who is ready for marriage. Uh, Absolutely. If it's meant to be, then it's going to be meant to be. But you, if you hold on to somebody who says they're not ready, and you are, you're going to be frustrated. You really are, and I, I never really understand. You know, when when someone tells you or shows you who they are, why don't we listen? I always say that. If he doesn't want kids, don't try to make him have kids. If he doesn't want a relationship, don't try to make him have one. Mm-hmm. Move on. Move, Move on. on. On to the next yeah. one. That's what Jay-Z said. <laughs> on to the next one. Listen, exactly. 
one more thing on this wonderful website, Date uh-huh. Your Make Minute. Tell us about yes. Date Your Make Minute, and this is for married couples, right? Yes, yes. This is for couples and committed couples and married couples. Love the Date Your Make Minute. Um, it's a weekly uh, broadcast that I do for uh, 106.3 FM up in uh, Amherst, Connecticut. You can go to their website at weibfm.com. And so it's uh, broadcasted up there every Friday between 12 and 1 p.m. And it's just a tip, a quick 60-minute tip about just really cool or romantic, cute romantic things that you can do with your mate. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's to keep the spark going on. It'll help you kind of, you know, recharge some things. And it's just so many different things that we can do with our, with our, with our uh, significant others that we just – don't necessarily get as creative as we think we can. So sometimes, so the date you make minutes to kind of help spark that along. And so it's a lot of fun. Shout out to 106.3 because I was up there last Friday doing the show live. So it was a lot of fun. Wow. And the cold, cold with all the snow? Oh, man. It was pretty cold, but it was a lot of fun. Great group of women up there. We, Tanya, they took me out to dinner and, um, yeah, it was like a panel of like six women, and I was the only guy, and I was just answering all their relationship questions. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> you are the man, Shelby M. Hill. <laughs> Thank I'm waiting you. for Thank that you. book. We're definitely going. What's the name of the book, and when's it coming all out? Right. It's coming out. It's coming out, and um, it's going to be out next month, uh, middle of March, and it's called She Says It's Complicated, Simple Solutions for Women in Complex Relationships with Men. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yes, that sounds indeed. like a winner. We're going to have you back. You know, March is Women's Month. Yes, it is. I'm looking forward to it. And that's a press kid. We're going to talk about that. But listen, Shelby M. Hill, thank you so much for stopping my real talk and kicking real talk about these, this thing called dating. <laughs> my pleasure, Tanya. I hope you feel better, okay? I am. I'm going to go take some little pills now so I'm, I can be out for the rest of the night. But thank you All right. so much. Tell You're welcome. Home. I will, and good night to the Tanya White Real Talk Radio fans. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. If you just joined us, we talked to Shelby M. Hill about the dating toolkit uh, for healthy, marriage-minded men and women. Uh, Great stuff. If you miss any of it, please rewind and listen to the archives. Visit Shelby uh, at shelbymhillcoaching.com. Visit Patricia Bridewell, uh, who was in our Boast About Your Book segment at PatriciaBridewell.com. Listen, join us next week. This is going to be specifically for Christian singles next week as Kim Brooks drops by. She's going to talk about her new book, How to Date and Stay Saved. How to Date and Stay Saved. Because I know as uh, teaching singles, one of the things uh, that happened when we were together, you know, uh, as Christian singles, when we got on the dating thing, sometimes things that we learned, you know, went out the window. So Kim is going to drop by to talk about how we can date and stay safe. Visit TanyaWhite.com. Uh, get Girl, You Can Win, the 10 Highly Essential Habits of a Winning Woman. Tune in Sunday for our Secret Sundays as we have Jewel Powell and Dr. Harold Arnold on as we talk about how to move from a rocky marriage to a marriage that rocks. That should be a very great show. Um we're going to send something out on via Facebook so you can win Patricia's book, uh, Reflections of a Quiet Storm. Thank you so much for joining all the people in chat, all the people online. This is a great topic. I know you were listening. Our lines are full, but nobody uh, pressed their hand up. Listen to the archives. Tune in next week. I love you guys. We're going to close out with one of my favorite songs from India Ari. Uh, I am ready for love. All right. See you next. No, I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye. I am ready for love Why are you hiding from me? I'd quickly give my freedom To be held in your captivity
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.